Hi, and welcome to Wed Talks. We have a new addition to our family. Van life. We bought a van. We bought a van. No, we're not putting my logo on the side of it. <laughs> no, I figured that if we put a logo on the side of a van and then I drive like an asshole, then people would like find <laughs> us and and like get mad at us. I know. I wanted the logo on the side of the van merely for advertising and because I love my logo, but... <laughs> I also don't want people like, oh, that's a photography van. Let's yeah. break in there and steal things. Right. Not that we keep our cameras in the van, but True. I don't But want there's it. still some valuable things in there. Right. Yeah, we get like some tripods and, and stuff. And, you know, the van itself is, is valuable because it right. will vastly improve how we can service our couples. Yes, the van has been great. We've had it since the beginning of June and... I didn't expect to love the van as much as I love the van. And now it's like, how did we have function with life before the van? So <laughs> so part of it's my fault because I am a gear nerd and I bring a lot of stuff to weddings to make sure that I'm prepared for any eventuality, including lights some for reception and, you know, different kinds of cameras and brackets and, and things that I could put a camera literally everywhere, um, and I have, but that takes up a lot of space. And when I had my personal car, which died. <laughs> she didn't die. It's a whole die. story in she itself. She didn't die. But... You ran her in, into a curb. And... <laughs> yeah, flat tire for the third time in a year. Yeah. But it had a lot of miles on it, and it was yeah. it was there. there. It was there. We were already talking about the van. Um, I don't think Jess was as sold as I was. But now I think that might be a different story. I'm well. I mean, I'm just happy now that you can drive places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was that week when we weren't driving your car because you had a flat tire and I had to drive everywhere, and I was like, I hate this shit. Somebody else <laughs> can drive. Because Jess drives a standard. Oh and yeah, and we're like, not. I'm not a standard <laughs> guy. I mean, I love I'm driving my standard, but I'm not driving into the city ever. So yeah. yeah, I'm embarrassed that I can't drive a standard, and but at the same time, it's a lot of work. It's like it's my so automatic. unnecessary. Once you know what you're doing, you don't even think about it. It's not a lot of <laughs> like I literally never think about it when I'm shifting or anything because it just happens so secondhandly like natural it's just <laughs> but this van is an automatic so it is all automatic. Of us can drive it. all of us can drive it well um, i can't just won't i drove a jeep once and i ran it into a side of a wall trying to make a turn <laughs> at a wedding so let's not put me in a van yeah it might be a little too big for jess yeah. but i think you could handle it i'm sure you could i, I believe in you want to try anytime soon so maybe after a few years so the root of the problem was I have a lot of stuff and now there's a space for all that stuff and I don't necessarily have to bring it in and out of the wedding venue. I can bring just what I need out of the van and store it out there. It's not taking up space in our apartment and there's still room for Mike to sit in there. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and I installed like this cool folding seat that goes up and down. It's so, really awesome. Yeah. Yes, I'm very, very proud of my handy husband who installed <laughs> the, who first of all found this seat in, <laughs> yeah, in, from Cali a in California. Stranger. Yeah. Had the stranger drive all the way to massachusetts <laughs> drop the seat off at a heavily discounted price <laughs> it's like an old bus seat and then yeah. installed it into this van so 
yeah, kudos to Evan for that. Yeah, if you're curious, it's a Freedman seat made in America, <laughs> uh, a popular bus seat. Um, this this model folds up, and traditionally they'd be used to fold up so you can put somebody in a wheelchair in the in the spot on a bus. But in this application, it's perfect because the van is much smaller with a seat in it. And I wanted the ability to fold it out of the way in case we needed that extra storage capacity. So it's fantastic. It's great. Nerdy. Installed. <laughs> Took me forever. I mean, it didn't take you forever. It took you a couple weeks. But it's, it wasn't yeah. that bad. It's fine. It's, I did it a little at a time and <laughs> yeah. chipped away at it. Yeah. yeah. And it's secure. It's not some. It's not a janky... Yeah. installation i haven't literally great put like grade a stainless steel half inch bolts there's six of them <laughs> bolting this thing to the to the frame of the van very safe yeah. next i'm getting a seat belt <laughs> it, ha- well, it does have seat belts yeah. just fyi it has lap but, belts but yeah. he's gonna get mike a, a shoulder belt or something yeah so yeah. it's gonna get that much better yeah. and i think i'm gonna reupholster it Another pro that we learned this past week to the van that kind of came last minute was that the van has tinted windows on the back, which are very hard to see in to the back. And then we always put a sunshade in front to help keep it as cool as possible. So it's very hard to see in the van at all. And it's a great place for couples to change their outfits on engagement sessions should you need to change and there's nothing available yeah we pulled up to this park uh we're doing an engagement session in in salem mass and it was filled with people i mean you think covid why is there so many people but there was people and there was no bathroom well there was an ugly public bathroom but basically no bathroom no shade no like anywhere to hide so the van was just like oh well it's natural just get in the back of that and yeah i mean it's obviously not the greatest place for you to change (laughs) your outfits but last minute yes get in our sketchy windowless van and change your clothes typically if someone (laughs) says get in this van and take your clothes off (laughs) it's not the best situation depending on your viewpoint and who's asking but uh but I, it worked out really well, and I liked that that was an option because it was like, oh, this is this is actually great. I was like, I felt like a genius because of I thought of it for a minute, and so I really yeah, liked that it. was all your idea, and that was genius. That was genius. You didn't have to suck up. It's okay. I still <laughs> love you. I love you because you are a genius. Oh God. <laughs> we also um, big news. We have advertised in the past that we have separate beds. Now we have one, and part of getting the van uh, came immediate dividends. We um, sold our old beds, and we we're able to put it in our own van and like bring it places, which was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got rid of the old beds and then went back to a one bed, but we got king size this time. I just. Everybody just get a king bed. My God, just skip the queen. (laughs) Go right to the king. You're never going to regret it. Just get the king bed. Yeah, we had a queen to start off our relationship. And we had, you know, we have sleeping troubles here and there. And we attributed it to different things. And and being sometimes too close or, oh, it's just too hot or whatever. Then we went to the two beds. And the two beds, I I was pretty happy. But then you get, you just, it's just not... 
you're married and you want to be... Yeah, it was just... I liked the two beds, obviously. I had my own bed to myself. Like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But it was weird. It was like, oh, we have two beds. You're on the other side. Like, I don't know. It just felt like there was a disconnect. So that lasted less than a year before I was like, let's get the king now. Well... I know for my part, I'm extremely happy with our sleeping situation right now. I hope I can stay on the side of the bed I'm on. That's <laughs> that's always going to be debatable. <laughs> You're on that side of the bed right now because the air conditioner is on that side. Yeah. And I can't sleep with the air conditioner blowing on my face. So. This, is, this is a uh, constant, we both like the same side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so when the air conditioner comes out of that window and then there's just a breeze of air coming in that window... We might have to switch back. I don't think it's bad to change up sides every now and then, whatever. It's not like we're those weird people who just, like, don't have a side and then just... True, yeah, like, like that, that story who, or... What what psychopaths don't have an assigned side of the bed? Right, like, that's Yeah, there was crazy. that story that they just, like, go to bed. I was like, the anxiety that even thinking about, <laughs> like, going into my room and not knowing which side of the bed is mine. I have anxiety right now from yeah. thinking about that. I mean, that. I have all my stuff, like my cell phone charger on my side of the bed. Like, how... What? Right, yeah, especially Crazy. if you have two separate side tables that yeah. it's, yeah, like, we, your stuff. We like, do, like, but yeah. I don't I don't know. It's just, if you guys don't have a side of the bed... Message me. I'm curious about how this works. How does this work? You are better people than we are. Or your psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm equally on board with. Next, we're going to talk with Amanda of On the Rocks Bartending. We're going to be talking about alcohol. My name is Amanda Thomas, and I own On the Rocks Bartending and Event Services. I started this business, I guess this is our fourth wedding season, so four years ago. Um, and I basically have been in the service industry for like 22 some odd years, which sounds impossible if I'm only 25, right? But uh, <laughs> um, I have always just been really intrigued, and I started um, bartending private weddings and events for somebody else, and I got into it, and I was like, you know, I'm really good at this. I could really make a living out of it. And I went to the owner of that company, and I, I told her my plans and my thoughts, and she said, well, you know, um, you're not really going to make a living doing this. You know, she threw out a number of, she said, I make about 25000 a year. It pays for our riverboat cruises. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's cool. I could do, you know, twenty five grand on top of my full-time job. And before I knew it, the very first year, you know, our sales were like 75000 So we had tripled what we had estimated. Um, and that was the very first year. So it's been up from there and I've also you know expanded again um I offer day of coordination and I mean anything that any event or wedding could need I can make that happen I have been in this long enough that I know somebody if I can't do it I know somebody who knows somebody that can do it um I've made a lot of good vendor friends or I call them frienders you know by doing this so it's been an amazing four years um with nothing but growth even though COVID is now rearing its ugly had um 
we're still on track to have a pretty okay year in the next couple of months. I mean, I've done probably 10 micro weddings just this month and last month um, where normally we'd be doing four or five a day. You know, we're, we're still doing things. So oh, well, that's good. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Frienders. That's a great term. I, I love that. We're yeah. going to use that <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, I'm pretty made that up so you can use it when i just need credit okay okay credit to you full disclosure i am in my car and i also have a visitor i have a three-week-old baby goat um sitting next to me in the passenger seat this is amazing yeah i'm a new uh a new goat mom so in between every other thing i do i now have goats so she is a tiny little baby that can't be with the rest of them so i am raising her uh, like a dog, basically. Oh my God! <laughs> wow, what's her name? <laughs> her name is Ivy. So the backstory is um, because of COVID. My parents have owned a country store for 15 years up on Newfound Lake, and my parents travel in the winter, and you know, because it's pretty quiet up there. And then COVID struck, and my parents were in like Las Vegas and their camper, so they were like, "Can you go check on the store?" And basically, um, I haven't left. And that was like February. Um, So our big country store, I decided as part owner now, we had to have goats. What's a New Hampshire country store without goats, right? So I convinced them that this this was going to be the best idea, right? Everybody was going to come with their kids, pet pet the goats, and then go inside and spend all their money. And... (laughs) It has worked. So I have three goats that are about three months old. They're still babies themselves. Um, And then this little one, this opportunity came along, and she needs to be bottle-fed and treated like a real baby. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I've got all the time. Well, it has proven to be quite... it's been a challenge, but we've got it, and she's we've got it all down. She's drinking from a bottle, and it, like I said, eventually she'll go in with the bigger goats, but that's just, again, one of the many hats I wear. Oh uh, is now a goat herder, I'm I guess. I don't know. so jealous. This is, Jess, <laughs> this is Jess's dream. Yes. Like, <laughs> goats are my dream. Well, I've always wanted goats. But I live in the city. I live in Nashua, so I can't really have goats. And like I said, when my parents, I took on uh, ownership with them of the business, um, it's an hour for me. So I travel an hour there and an hour back every day, which is no big deal. And um, now I travel with a goat, and she goes into her own separate little area away from them, but still with them. Um, and she hangs out all day. Sometimes I bring her in a shopping cart inside the store, like when it rains. And uh, then I bring her home at night, and she sleeps in a playpen and plays with our dogs at home. And uh, it's unique. It is unique. And it was very self-fulfilling. I I wanted goats, and I convinced them it would be a good attraction. <laughs> and it is, and I'm glad we did it. Yay. Um, but this little... Yeah, this little baby needs all of my attention. Maybe <laughs> maybe now you can start offering, like, have a goat at your wedding. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already have had people ask. So <laughs> one of the first days, so I've only had her for one week. And the 
like day two or three that I had her, I was up at the store and I had to go meet a bride and her family in the lake and like near Lake Winnipesaukee. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's no problem. I'm already halfway up there. I'll come by. We'll go through start to finish because they're still having their wedding at their family house. And I was like, yep, sounds great. I'll meet all of you guys. We'll go start to finish um, because we're also doing the bartending for them, but I'm also their day of coordinator. So it was important for me to get over there, meet the family, see the uh, grounds and things like that. And then, so I'm driving over there and I have the goat and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this baby goat? (laughs) So I got to her house and I was like, you know, here's the deal. I'm going to have to run out like every 20 or so minutes just to make sure the baby goat is okay. I told her the whole story and she was like, what? Bring that goat in my house right now. And I was like, so they were like, oh my God, no, bring the goat in the house. So I took her and she travels around in a milk crate. It's like her happy little safe spot with a blanket. So I took the milk crate into the house with the family. Me, mom, dad, and the bride are sitting at the counter with the goat in the milk crate. And they all also have a golden doodle that was about a year old and the golden doodle was obsessed with the goat and the goat didn't care they were like the the dog was just licking her and loving her the whole time they were thrilled that you know this was going so well i'm still terrified on the inside like what are these people going to think about me traveling around with a goat just showing up randomly with goats um and at the end of it they're like can we have the goat as part of the wedding and i was like sure i guess i was like yeah, no problem, free of charge, like, because I showed up with a goat unannounced. And I was like, we'll just have to get her, like, a flower crown or a flower wreath for, you know, around her neck and make her look like she's part of the wedding party. And they were like, uh, yeah. So, you know, it was, like, half kidding, half serious. But if they want her, sure, we'll put her on a leash and bring her to a wedding. That's amazing. (laughs) So um, I know that a lot of venues require professional bartender, um, but some some couples consider just, oh, let's just bring a bunch of beer or something. What's what's the benefits yeah. of having a bartending service? So venues require somebody who has liquor liability insurance because of things like dram shop liability, um, you know, and things like that, where basically if something happens, somebody has to be to blame. Um, and it's basically the last person that serves them because you are accountable for anybody uh, that you serve. Um, and it's sort of the same thing in a restaurant or a bar, too. Um, dram shop liability is like third party liability. And so the importance is, you know, you have 120 of your closest friends and family in your backyard. Somebody leaves and an accident happens and it's a really bad accident. You as a homeowner or a party thrower, that can fall back on you if you're just loading up a canoe with ice and beer and having a free for all. Um, so we carry it a hefty liquor liability insurance policy that basically holds us responsible wherever we serve. You know, that's what we do. We're basically adult babysitters, right? So we monitor consumption. We make sure nobody's getting blackout drunk um, without ruining, you know, somebody's big day. 
that's another important key because nine times out of ten I talk to these people who they're like, hey, Uncle Larry has a drinking problem. We need to make sure we're serving him water in between his Budweiser. Mm -hmm. You know, and those are the things that we watch out for and we have a conversation because there's literally an Uncle Larry in everybody's family or a great Aunt Susan, um, you know, whatever, that likes to hit the Chardonnay pretty hard and can make a fool of herself. So those are the things that we watch for as well. Um, And just make sure everybody's having a safe, fun time. You know, there's a difference between um, a licensed bartender and a an insured bartender because a lot of people think there is a license. Well, in New Hampshire, there is no licensed bartender. You can take a class and be certified and get a pretty piece of paper um, that says you are a certified bartender, but that does not mean you can go around serving and selling liquor. The difference is a licensed person is actually licensed to be able to sell liquor so you can have a cash bar, um, you can basically sell liquor. Uh, We don't carry that. What we do is we allow our clients to provide their own liquor. We'll tell you start to finish how many bottles of beer, how many wine, how many bottles of Tito's, this, that. Um, And you go out and buy it yourself because it's super affordable if you do it that way. And then we don't have to carry that license to sell to you. So in essence, we have open bars, which again, at the same time is almost just as affordable as having a cash bar a lot of people ask um or are concerned about like we don't want to pay for 150 of our friends and family to get wasted we want a cash bar well when you hire somebody to do a cash bar they have that liquor license so their prices are automatically going to be higher they have more overhead than somebody like us um they're still going to charge you setup fees they're going to have minimums um, for sales to be met, like if you don't spend a thousand dollars, you know the client has to make up the difference. Um, and there's a lot of little caveats that happen. So hiring us, the liquor is yours at the end of the day, so you can do what you want. Take it home, give it away, return it to the liquor store, whatever. Um, and we pretty much hit the mark every single time. Knock on wood, I've never had anybody run out of a liquor or a beer or anything at their wedding. Oh, nice. So I think. Um, my calculations have been pretty spot on throughout the years. That's good. Uh, we were wondering what kind of, if you've done some uh, signature cocktails at events and if you had a yeah. favorite. So I, I would say probably 75% of the events or weddings, we always have a signature drink. And I have a book, you know, a mile wide that has recipes. But I have to say my go-to and my favorite is um it's just a a pink sangria so it's prosecco strawberry vodka and white cranberry peach juice Mm -hmm. um and then we add some soda water to make it super sparkly um bubbly but it's so simple and it's a really nice pink color it looks really good at any wedding usually we'll throw some strawberries some frozen strawberries work really well to float in it um and it's a really beautiful presentation so that immediately catches people's eyes then when they drink it forget it it's over like that's all they're gonna drink all night it's definitely i have gotten more people um oh my god what's in this can you write it down for me it's very simple it's three ingredients so that's definitely my go-to for weddings um and to drink at home too so still on the signature cocktails has anybody asked you for something that 
is just gross. Like, what should people stay away yeah. from? <laughs> yes, it actually <laughs> happens all the time. They're like, I love Long Island teas. Long Island teas are not gross. However, they can be dangerous, right? Oh, Everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> Who drinks? So I'm like, hey, maybe we want to do like a dumbed down version of it so that they're not wrecked. Who um, <laughs> <Yep>. drinks? <laughs> You know, so there have been a few questionable ones, but it's more of like, all right, that's you're going overboard with this. Let's take it down a notch, you know, and just do like an Arnold Palmer with vodka or rum or something like that instead of the whole Long Island with four different, five different pooses in it. Um, I've had a lot of people ask for my ties. Uh, because that's our favorite Chinese food restaurant drink. And I'm like, those are great. <laughs> yeah. but also dangerous. You know, uh, really way more dangerous than the Long Island. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, From let's experience. find something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's had a bad night with a Mai Tai. So <laughs> I do try and um, steer them more towards crowd pleasers. Um, yeah. There's been like... Jack and Cokes. I mean, those, you know, if that's what the groom or bride loves to drink, I think it's a great um, personal way, you know, to have at the bar. But I definitely say, all right, well, let's also offer something sweet and fruity. Because, again, the majority of the masses are going to drink something like that. Um, I'd say my second biggest signature drink, now that I'm thinking about it, is also blueberry vodka and lemonade. Um, That's a great summer drink. And oftentimes I'll add um, a blueberry soda water to it, again, to make it bubbly um, and a little bit less sweet. And people go crazy over those, too. So they're very simple, but they present nice and they taste even better. So what are some ways that you are doing your part for the environment with all the plastic straws and so forth? Um, The first year I was in business, I ordered, I looked back and I ordered 10,000 plastic straws and used every single one of them. And then I thought about... Oh my God, I am single-handedly killing all of the sea turtles in the world. How can I change this? So I actually found a company and um, she does paper straws and they have a really thin, nice wax liner inside of them so they don't melt in your drink. And they're beautiful. They're floral and they're really nice looking. And people, I swear, I've seen more photographers photograph the straws (laughs) than they have the bride. Um, When they send me, you know, their pictures, I'm like, you guys you really just sat there and took pictures of the straws yes. um, but they're super cute and people really like that so once I figured out that that was a good way for us to cut down on our footprint I also looked into a company called Tossware and Tossware makes recycled recyclable plastic cups that actually look like glass I get wholesale pricing through them so when somebody needs drinkware for their wedding, you know, we show them these. And again, they're so nice and they're so, they're cute cups. People go bonkers and they're like, oh my God, these are so great. I can't wait. I'm going to take my plastic cup home. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we could recycle it, but if you want to take it home, Jenny, go ahead. That's cool too. So I definitely look for a lot of, um, the paper napkins I use are recycled paper products. So I am trying to be super earth conscious and friendly and cut down on the carbon footprint because I do think that's important, especially at an event, you know, where we're using two to 300 plastic cups. Yeah, I love that. It, it makes a big difference in my world. I think it does. Yeah, I think that's great, too. 
I'm probably the baby goats too. You know, it doesn't <laughs> make a difference. That's less plastic flying around that they're looking to chew on. So um, I feel good about it. <laughs> so, what would be your number one piece of advice for couples who might be looking for bartending services? You definitely want to find that insured service, whether it's us or somebody else. You know, you don't want Tina from your favorite bar coming over on a Sunday afternoon to bartend your wedding because she's probably never done an event. You know, it's a totally different animal. So you have to just do due diligence when searching for the company. After that, you know, it's all about what are we going to serve. Um, so without giving you all of my secret pro tips, there are tricks and tips of the trade that, okay, you're going to buy this brand um, on this day because it's cheaper. Uh, you're going to have White Claws in your mix now because White Claws are super trendy. Um, we offer draft beer. We have um, two stainless steel jockey boxes, which is basically like a kegerator that doesn't require electricity. Um, those are my babies. They're beautiful. <laughs> so we can tap four kegs um, at one time and have draft beer in the middle of a barn or field or, you know, campsite, whatever it is. Um, and people think that's the coolest thing in the world. And, you know, buying kegs, when you have a hundred or more people, buying kegs is definitely the way to go. Um, instead of hauling in 12 or 30 racks of something, mm -hmm. um, it's more economical to do kegs. And people love that too. You know, you you just have to look for who has the most options and who's able to steer you in the right direction. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing this with us. It was great. I, I think yeah. we all learned a lot, yeah. actually. I'm super excited to, yeah. I hope it really helps couples make informed and better decisions, too, going forward. Um, and I think that that's, that's great. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Every week, we'll be doing a pro tip. This week's pro tip will be sponsored by Handyman Charlie. Why do it yourself? Hire Charlie. This episode's pro tip. 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 Take your tip from us. Just the pro tip. Brides, zippers are faster than buttons, both on and off. Wink, wink. I love you. Awesome episode, as always, of Wed Talks. Yay! Next, <laughs> Yay! Next time we're going to talk to Jennifer Viveros and learn all about makeup. Makeup! Stay tuned. Outro music. <laughs>